It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. It's that time again. Here we go. Matt Connerton unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, streaming at WMNHradio.org and on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And, of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, show archives, contact info, et cetera, et cetera. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online. Uh, it is a Friday, July 23rd, 2021, and I'm not alone. If you're going to play in Texas... You gotta have a fiddle in the band That lead guitar is hot But not for a Louisiana man So raw's enough that both are faded love And let's all dance If you're gonna play in Texas You gotta have a fiddle in the band There he is, Texas Mike Yeehaw. Yeehaw. How are you, Texas Mike? Doing great. Yes, yes. And you brought a very special guest with you. Yes. Now, she doesn't uh, She doesn't want to be on air with us, although if she changes her mind, yep. she's, she's welcome to. But uh, uh, those of you uh, watching on Facebook, you will have seen, I, I finally got to meet the very famous Texas Mike's Meme. Yes, she did. My biggest fan in all of Texas. Yes, yes. yes. So, very nice, very nice. She came all the way up here to meet me. I can't believe it. I'm honored. Yep, she's up here until the <laughs> end of August. Oh, wow, very good. Yep, being being at Texas Heat by come, coming back to the, where she was brought up and with most of her life before moving down, moving down to Texas after she retired. Oh, all right, very good. Well, I'd imagine it makes uh, sense to uh, come north for the summer. Yes. Yes, very nice. And by the way, I saw on uh, Facebook, 
you uh, brought her over to our wonderful sponsor, The Hop Knot. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, very good, very good. Right before the show? Yep. Awesome. Of course, uh, The Hop Knot and the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street, they have delicious gourmet pretzels and craft beer and wine. And uh, do you have some, uh, you and your meme, you have some brews? Um, I I had a couple of lemonades. She had a she had an honor Palma, and then we had um the everything partial bites with beer cheese. What's an Arnold uh, Palmer? Is that uh, that's half, a golfer, isn't it? Half lemonade, half iced tea. Oh, I see, I see. All right, so no no uh no hard liquor. No. All right. <laughs> no, but I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you brought her over there. What, what did you say you had for, to to eat? Um, the partial bites. Oh, pretzel bites. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Very good. Yes, the Hop Knot, of course, uh, right across the street. And I recommend going there this evening. Of course, uh, they have live music on Friday night. The great Grant Lampton performing live from 7 to 9 p.m. And uh, Grant, of course, also, uh, as Mike Sutterth is here every Tuesday afternoon in the second hour of the show uh, for his Tweakonomics segment. But, uh, but of course, on Friday nights, he becomes Grant Lampton. He actually, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, Texas Mike, he actually goes into a uh, telephone booth and, uh, and comes out as Grant Lampton. Yep. <laughs> now, I, there is a, te- did you know we still have a telephone booth uh, around here in Manchester? Yep, right by City Hall. That's where he goes. He goes yep. in and he comes out as Grant Lampton. It's quite remarkable. Have yes. you ever seen him actually do it? No. Well, you shouldn't because he's in there changing his clothes, and that would be an invasion of his privacy. (laughs) So, very exciting, yes. They've got all kinds of great things uh, happening at The Hop Knot, our wonderful sponsor. And as I always say, great food, great service, and a wonderful family that owns and operates it. Did you get to uh, introduce your meme to Kenny? Yes. Excellent, excellent. Everyone loves Kenny. Yes, yes, everybody loves Kenny. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. That is is excellent. Well, uh... Let's give the numbers, uh, and then I have something, uh, a very interesting development today, but uh, you can call us at 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. And I do want to remind you, of course, today is Friday. So immediately following this program here from the studios of WMNH is Granite State of Mind with the great Rob Azevedo. And, and that will be on replay for a couple of weeks, I heard, on the morning show. Oh, uh, tonight or or tonight's live? I think for the next couple of weeks it'll be. Oh, tonight's a replay. Yeah, I think for oh for like a couple of weeks it'll be replays. I think well, I went on vacation or something. Oh, I didn't realize that. All right, so uh, so Grand State of Mind is a replay tonight, but but tonight at seven thirty. Of course, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., which will be live, I can assure you. Uh, And, of course, I have the honor and privilege of being Paul's co-host on that show, along with our great friend Dan Randlett. So that will be live tonight at 7.30. Well, that's cool. So when my show ends, I don't have to uh, go upstairs. Nope. I can just stay in here. Although the nice thing about going upstairs is it's it's very cool and uh, air-conditioned in that room. I I, I went up there uh, yesterday. 
after my show. And uh, it was like, oh, it was like walking into yeah. a, a freezer in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool and refreshing. So, yes. Yeah, so lots of uh, lots of excitement uh, here. Uh, we did have something very interesting that happened, but let's um, we'll look at the Facebook Live uh, comments first. I want to say hello to everybody in there uh, before we uh, get rolling. Uh, Jenny is in the chat room, of course. Jenny says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, Easy G, Eric Agnon is a top fan and says, yeah, Texas Mike, yeehaw. I've never heard Eric actually say yeehaw, though. I think he only types it. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Uber is in the chat and says, uh, I made it till five. Still not kidnapped, but I'm very on edge. This white van with New York license plates keeps circling my block. It says free ice cream to unleashed listeners on the side of it. That's very suspect. I would uh, I would avoid that uh, at all costs uh, there, uh, Rocky. Uh, Easy G says Hulkamania runs wild on you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, by the way, I hadn't intended to play. I played a little bit more music at the top of today's show than usual because for some reason the replay of the morning show ended a little bit early. And uh, I was caught unawares. I, I didn't know what to do. So, well, I mean, I knew what to do, obviously. I played some extra music, but uh, let's see. Jenny says, uh, hey, you know, better no sweets from strangers, stranger danger. Um, and uh, and then Jenny was concerned. She was asking, what did you do with uh, Meme? But she's uh, she's right there. She's she's here with us. She just doesn't want to be on yep. air with us. But but she is in the room. Yep. Um. Let's see, uh, who else we got here? Oh, you're in the uh, Facebook live chat as well there, yeah. Texas Mike. Yes, yes. Um, Eric uh, Eric keeps saying this, uh, don't forget to let your colors uh, shine this weekend. Will you be letting your colors shine this weekend, uh, Texas Mike? I do have tomorrow off, and then Sunday I have to go back to work, but... It- yeah, yeah, I'll let my color shine. Right, so there will be uh, shining colors of sorts. Yes. Uh, Mark Kasich is in the chat room and is asking, what part of Texas is Texas Mike from? What part of Texas are you from, Texas Mike? I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yes, that's what I thought. Absolutely. Um, well, Where in Texas were you when you met your tag team partner, Black Jack Mulligan? Do you remember? Probably Austin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I thought. Uh, Mike Pelopita also in the chat room. Mike says, happy Friday, everyone. Uh, Mike, of course, from another one of our wonderful sponsors here at WMNH 95.3 Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall, named, of course, for the beloved General Sunbeam, the greatest uh, general since sliced bread. Uh, Gonzo is in the chat room. Uh, Gonzo says, same here in the North End ice cream truck that said free ice cream to unleashed listeners. I would be very, very suspicious of that. Um, so I did receive earlier today, this is very, very strange. I received an email, uh, which appeared to be anonymous. It was not an email address I recognized. Uh, the email address uh, was, I don't know how to use Gmail at gmail.com. So... Against my better judgment, I open the email. You have to be careful because there's viruses, there's ransomware, there's all kinds of things. You have to be very careful about what you click. But I did open the email because it said in the uh, subject line, it said show submission. 
So I thought it might be somebody trying to submit something uh, for uh, WMNH, something I would need to forward to Peter or something. So, uh, so I opened the email. There was a file attached, and uh, and this is what I got. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play this uh, play this for you all right now. I could sit here all day long and tell you people that I'm a badass from New York and I am afraid of no man. They come here to gang up on me. You know, it's the hillbilly mentality. And I almost tasted the fruits of my labor. I'm an entertainer. I was sweaty, my nerves were shot. I was going to have a nervous breakdown at any moment and I was doing impressions and I was doing comedy and I was playing up the crazy Joe Persona. New Yorkers know the truth. A true New Yorker like me, I don't need nobody to back me up. Trying to fight with me trying to have a confrontation with me when I'm trying to explain to them human decency and respect. Now, now you tell your people what a bad guy I am, okay? Please, I insist. I want you to convince your people that I am a raving lunatic. I want you to do that. So there you have it. Uh, what do you think I should do with that, Texas Mike? Uh, should I forward that to uh, to Peter uh, for consideration for airplay here at uh, WMNH? I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, were, did you like it? Were you feeling it? Were you feeling the smooth jazz? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You kind of liked it, huh? Yeah, like the jazz part, the crazy Joe part, not so much. Oh, so the the lyrics didn't appeal to you? Yeah, I understand. I understand. All right. Well, very good. Well, uh, I'd love to hear uh, your opinions on it. If you'd like to call us at 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. I do have an email from Mike Doyle, by the way, which I think we'll, we'll probably save that for Monday. I think that's something uh, Jenny would have some thoughts on. Uh, Eric Street joins us in the Facebook live chat, by the way. Uh, first, we're talking about ice cream and now fruits. That'd make some good sherbet. Sherbet. Or, or sherbet. Oh. Oh. He forgot the second R. Ah, screwed me all up. I thought it was French. You know, there's a lot of, you know, well, yeah, I mean, your last name is Martino. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of interesting. Things going on. Um, Sean Hannity, uh, this uh, popped up <laughs> right before uh, coming on the air. I saw this on the Daily Beast. So the other night, Sean Hannity on his television show, and, and we did talk about this on the program. He said, uh, "Hey, look, look. Uh, I believe in uh, I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination, and I would just encourage everyone to please get vaccinated." So that was a um, a bit of a turn for him. Um, and actually, the various personalities on Fox News, with the obvious exceptions of Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, seem to be uh, pivoting to telling people to get vaccinated. Um, they've been fairly consistent about it on Fox and Friends. But um, uh, Hannity, though, uh, and, you know, and I, 
there's been a lot of speculation about why Hannity, why the sudden about face. Maybe he's uh, worried about getting sued. Uh, maybe something happened. Maybe he knows someone who got very sick from COVID. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, today, the Daily Beast is reporting Hannity makes vax stance very clear. He says, I never told anyone to get a vaccine. So now he's backtracking. But the reason he's backtracking is so odd. So it says here, the Fox News star apparently incensed over the plaudits he'd recently received from liberals over his seeming endorsement of vaccines set the record straight on Thursday night. So apparently Hannity, I assume, he's uh, maybe a little worried that he might have upset his core audience because I don't know when I don't know when Hannity is on on Fox, uh, if he's on before or after Tucker Carlson. Or, or I don't know what the schedule is. I don't uh, really subject myself to that network. But um, but I wonder if now he's worried about uh, getting some backlash. I assume it's some of the same audience, right? Some of the same people who watch Sean Hannity or also watch Tucker Carlson. So he might be thinking, well, I may have uh, upset some of my audience. So it says here, Fox News star Sean Hannity was very angry on Thursday night over the plaudits he received from liberals and mainstream media outlets for seemingly endorsing the COVID-19 vaccines this week, making it very clear that he, quote, never told anyone to get a vaccine, unquote. Amid a notable shift in much, but definitely not all, of Fox News's coverage in recent days toward a more pro-vaccine stance, complete with a new PSA featuring anchors urging viewers to get their shots, Hannity delivered a message on Tuesday night imploring his audience to, quote, please take COVID seriously. And it absolutely makes sense for many Americans to get vaccinated. I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination, unquote. So that is what he said Tuesday night on his show. Hannity's remarks quickly went viral as they were seen as part of a concerted effort by many conservatives to encourage vaccine-hesitant Republicans to get immunized as COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations surge among the unvaccinated. The fact of the matter is, though, that Hannity had made similar remarks in the past and his Tuesday night commentary was bookended by criticism of universities mandating vaccines and a sympathetic interview with a college student who refuses to get vaccinated. On Thursday night, Hannity wanted to set the record straight, which naturally included him railing against the, quote, media mob for giving him credit for encouraging his millions of viewers to get the shot. Uh, quote, these reports are false for multiple reasons, unquote, he blared while reading off a list of headlines touting his supposed pro-vaccine stance. After insisting that he touted Operation Warp Speed from the beginning and stating that he's always praised the efforts of scientists to get the vaccines on the market, Hannity clarified where he stood on vaccinations. He said, quote, I never told anyone to get a vaccine. I've been very clear. I am simply not qualified, unquote. He added, quote, I am not a medical doctor. I know nothing about your medical history or your current medical condition. I think it's inappropriate for me to do so. Instead, for over a year now, I've been warning my viewers, you make my career possible, unquote. I don't even know what that last sentence means. He's been warning his viewers that they make his career possible. Um, consider yourselves warned. 
<laughs> uh, I don't get it. Uh, while Hannity's lack of medical credentials apparently prevents him from urging people to get a vaccine, it hasn't stopped him from regularly diagnosing President Joe Biden from afar with dementia and cognitive mental decline. In fact, just before this segment, Hannity and his panel openly speculated that Biden, quote, will either resign from office in the near future for medical issues or they will have to use the 25th Amendment to get rid of him, unquote. Hannity would go on to say that he's always, quote, said to take COVID-19 seriously and do your own research, unquote, and that viewers should, quote, consult your doctor and medical professionals you trust, unquote. He also once again grumbled that the corporate media, quote, unquote, had taken his previous comments out of context. Hannity concluded, quote, I respect people's decisions at the end of the day. They have to make it based on research and science on their unique medical condition, unquote. Well, what's interesting about this, about Hannity's pivot here, uh, his, uh, you know, he had pivoted and then seems to have pivoted back. It's actually, um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm loath to defend him, but I will say this. Um, there's not that much daylight between what he said Tuesday and what he's saying now. He's just kind of, Tuesday, he gave the impression that he really wants everyone to get vaccinated. And then Thursday, he gave the impression that, well, if you're vaccine hesitant, that's fine. But it, it's it's what he said isn't that much different. It's just more in the vibe and the connotation of it. Obviously, I like what he said Tuesday a lot better than what he said Thursday. But I, I think he did panic a little bit when he saw... Uh, people who oppose him, giving him credit for something. I think that got him worried. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Easy G. I need some water. Whoa. Hi, Easy G. What's going on? I don't know if you heard the, uh, the uh, last 24 hours, the uh, commissioner of NFL was talking about if the uh, team, uh, the, the season uh, NFL team gets uh, COVID outbreaks, you know, the forfeit and all these rules and regulations. I don't know if you heard all that mumble jumbo today. I uh, I haven't caught much of that. Uh, Texas Mike, you're a big uh, sports guy. You've probably paid more attention to that specifically than I have. So so apparently the commissioner stated so if a team forfeits a game due to having a COVID outbreak, that you don't get the south that that everybody on the team does not get their salary for that particular game. Is that different from what the policy was last season? Or or, or is it similar? I, I have to do more research on that, but... It, yeah. but it, I'm thinking it's new. Yeah. They, wanted, they, wanted, they, I mean, they can't come out and say, you know, you have to get vaccinated. But the guy on Channel 5, that editorial, the sports guy, and he says they would never get away with that in baseball or our basketball. They didn't mention hockey, but... yeah. The uh, he he doesn't think that uh, that uh, you can hold uh, somebody's pay or forfeit games because of all the betting they have on football right now. Oh. You know, in Las Vegas, they're going to want to get money back if a team forfeits a game. There's so much money involved in, in football. Oh my god! Oh, Especially, it's like I said, I'm at the betting. Big money, yes. It's um, sports betting is big business, and I get the impression. And again, Mikey, you would you would know better than me about this, but. I get the impression that over the last decade, 
it's it's grown exponentially as more and more states have legalized it and and so forth absolutely and it's like it's it all all started with um doing much Maddox black blackets even even before then back back in back in baseball back in the nineteen nineteen with the black sox it 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 it's been going on forever but yes slowly and slowly it's getting legalized and as we say we have it we we have it in New Hampshire and it it's becoming one of the more prominent um revenue stream for New Hampshire for to boost our economy. But in theory in any yeah. state you can go online and gamble, right? Or can you? I mean, it, uh, is, I is, does it depend on what state you're in? I've never been but clear I don't think, on that. I don't think the NFL is going to be able to, to get away with uh with these forfeit games or uh, not holding not giving people their their money. I don't think they're going to get away with this uh this statement about the the uh, COVID. Mhm. And there's going to be a lot of uh, problems with that statement. I've always gotten the impression that the betting laws are kind of like fireworks laws. You know how they vary from state to state, yes. and you, they almost don't make sense. It's like a big jumble of right. laws. Um, so we're starting to talk about people not getting paid for, for playing their football games. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of um, problems with that statement. Yeah, although a lot of people too will kind of say, "Well, who cares?" You know, they're, they're they they make so much money, which isn't which, from what I understand, isn't necessarily true. That uh, there, there's uh, and, and again, I'm not a sports guy, so I only just have right. a, a surface level impression of these things. But um, from what I understand, it's kind of a myth that you know, it's not like everybody in the NFL is rich. Like a lot a lot of these players. Um, the ones that aren't super famous don't necessarily make a ton of money, uh, and, and, and only very often only end up playing for a few seasons. And then after their football careers are over, they got to go get regular jobs because it's not like they, yeah, uh, the average lifespan of a football player is three and a half seasons. So it's, it's pr- pretty impressive that Tom Brady will be starting his 22nd football year. <laughs> wow. That is, that is, uh, remarkable. Good for him. How old is well, he? 44? We'll, 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 see, we'll see what happens, but the, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of problems when, when the football players aren't getting paid or there's going to be forfeit games, like I said, because of all the betting. Mm-hmm. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning. And you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to like that. Do you bet on uh, football, Easy G? You can tell us. It's just us talking. No, I did years ago when I went to Pro and Guard. Really? I, I bet it. I had a card, and I, all my teams won or lost. But that was the year the Patriots really stunk up. The, the, uh, they were the you know, losers of, of football, uh-huh. and I voted against them. 
Only if I would have said, hey, the Patriots win, I would have won $300. Oh. How about you, Texas Mike? You ever uh, bet? That was a bad move by me. Never go against your home team. You ever bet on uh, football there, uh, Texas Mike? Mm, No. You ever bet on any sports? KJ, March Madness, here and there every Uh, year, but but, but other than that, nothing really. I don't know if maybe. uh, For an Oregon, you can can bet bet on uh, sports. This is way back in the day. They All bet. right, you guys have a great a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, EZG leaves us. That opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. Oh, my nose is itchy. Uh, my allergies are just terrible, uh, Texas Mike, just terrible. You have allergies? Um, occasionally here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah. So Rob will be off for two weeks. So, oh, uh, this is confirmed. Yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. Very good. Where, where is he going? You how 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 do you get all this? Uh, you always have the inside scoop. Do you have uh? What do you have? Like the place bugged or something? You always know what's going on around here. No. Um. It's very interesting. No. Um. Peter mentioned it on the morning show this morning. Oh, oh, that's right. You did say that earlier too, didn't you? Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay, I forgot. Was Daryl on the morning show today? No. Daryl's only on like once a week now or something. Yeah. You know everything that's going on around here. What's going on with Daryl? Why isn't he around much? Um, fam- family issues. Apparently, um, mm-hmm. he's been dogs in a lot. Um, been having some problem, problem problems inside his house. Mm. That, that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always looking for the dirt there, Texas Mike. I'm always looking for the dirt. Well, yeah. I think you know more than you're saying. <laughs> ah, you didn't do that. I know that mischievous laugh. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, Shannon McGuire, uh, by the way, joins us in the chat room. Hello, Shannon. Also, Charles Richardson from the Charles Richardson Show, which is live every Wednesday and Friday night. So Charles will be live tonight on uh, Raw Talk Online and IPM Nation as well. Charles is uh, live every yeah Wednesday and Friday, 7 to 9. So um, does, a, does a great job. I've been on that show uh, once officially, and I, I think I called in once as well. Um, let's see. Eric Street says, yes, Tom Brady will be 44 in August. Uh, Dan Lavasser uh, joins us in the chat and says, uh, be right back. I see the ice cream truck. Be very careful uh, with that ice cream truck, uh, Dan. And uh, Wayne Noel, who is a top fan all the way from Michigan, joins us as well. Well, my friends, um, another thing, and I did share this out last night on Facebook. The apocalypse could be nigh, the uh, seven horses or whatever, however that works. Uh, I agree with someone, or someone agrees with me, however you want to look at it, that uh, uh, this would not usually occur. But uh, Chris Ruddy of Newsmax, and if you're not familiar with Newsmax, newsmax newsmax.com. Uh, they're also a cable network. They're, they're for people, uh, Newsmax is for people just like OANN or OAN or whatever it's called. Th- these are news outlets that are really for people for whom uh, Fox is not conservative enough. 
or pro-Trump enough. You know, you need you need something a little more. Uh, Newsmax is a great site to go to. However, however, Chris Ruddy of Newsmax, and I believe he is, is he the founder of it? Is he the managing editor? I'm not sure. But, uh, but Chris Ruddy at Newsmax wrote something uh, that I am in full agreement with. Now, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Chris Ruddy will uh, panic like Sean Hannity did and, uh, and try to take it all back. But this is what Chris Ruddy wrote. Um, on, uh, it's on the front page of uh, Newsmax.com. This went up. Uh, oh, actually, uh, the date is this morning. I thought this went up yesterday, though. Maybe it's been updated. It says Friday, July 23rd. Oh, that's the date they put at the top of the website, I guess, so you know what day it is. Oh, okay. This was originally published um, Tuesday. This was actually a few days ago. It's titled, Biden's Good Job on the Vaccine. And, and by the way, and, and before we read this, it's a short article. But if you're a regular listener, you know I give the... Uh, you know, I have my complaints. I have my problems with the Biden administration. You know, I'm, I'm an independent, so I, and I'm kind of a political square peg. So there is no politician. There is no office holder who is going to make me truly happy. But uh, but on pandemic response, I give Biden an A plus and. Uh, maybe not an A plus, maybe just an A, because uh, I, maybe to get an A plus, they would have to figure out a way to get all the anti-vaxxers to get vaccinated. And they so far, they haven't figured out how to make that case. But regardless, I, I give them a lot of credit. Um, but uh, I can only imagine the shock and horror that uh, purveyors of Newsmax must have felt when going <laughs> to the website on Tuesday and seeing right at the top, and it's still there, Biden's good job on the vaccine. But here's what Chris Ruddy wrote. He wrote, as a journalist, I believe in giving credit where it's due. Six months into his administration, President Joe Biden should be applauded for making a huge dent in the COVID pandemic. He inherited an, an effective vaccine from President Donald Trump, took it into his arms, and ran with it. That's a great way of putting it, a very fair way of putting it. The success of this approach has been obvious. Serious deaths and hospitalizations, the most important COVID data, have collapsed. Meanwhile, Biden's approval numbers have been high despite a bitter election and a polarizing political environment. The recent Real Clear Politics average has him with a 52% job approval, against a disapproval of 43%, a nine-point positive spread. In the IBT-TIPP poll, one of the most accurate of the 2020 election, has him even better with 54% approval, a 16-point positive spread against his 38% disapproval. I personally like what Biden has done with the vaccine. He started by embracing the Trump-backed vaccine. I heard that in the early days of the administration, Biden himself was on a call discussing the rollout of the vaccine with some of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, with I'm sorry, with some at the uh, CDC uh, and others wanting delays in the rollout. Biden himself would have none of it. He took charge in the call and said there would be no delay. 
After that, Biden pushed for relaxed mask and social distancing guidelines from the CDC to the consternation of lockdown Democratic governors like Andrew Cuomo of New York and Gavin Newsom of California. And rightfully, his White House has pushed back against calls for mandatory vaccinations, which has little public support. Uh, even the major teachers unions oppose uh, such a move. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's in favor of mandatory vaccinations. <clears throat> the bottom line, the vaccines are safe and effective. More than 3.6 billion shots have been given worldwide and some 338 million here in the U.S. alone. Meanwhile, deaths caused by the coronavirus have fallen to record lows with almost negligible side effects to those vaccinated. At Newsmax, we have strongly advocated for the public to be vaccinated. The many medical experts who have appeared on our network have been, have been near unanimous in support of the vaccine. I myself have gotten the Pfizer vaccine. There's no question in my mind countless lives would have been saved if the vaccine was available earlier. I think of my friend, the late Herman Cain, who entered the hospital the same week his new weekly show began airing on Newsmax. In a great loss to the country, he passed away shortly thereafter. So far, Biden's success as president is all about COVID, not only with the vaccine, but also his push for ample and popular stimulus packages. His success is also about Donald Trump. Biden could have distanced himself from the vaccine since his political nemesis had been key for its creation. Instead, Biden did the right thing and embraced Trump's work and built upon it to the betterment of the country. He also benefited politically. When we have witnessed Biden fumble, it usually has to do with him reject, rejecting Trump's work. We have seen this with Biden's policies at the border. By rejecting Trump's border security policies, Biden has created chaos there. Now, I don't quite agree with some of this, but I understand Chris Ruddy has to, you know, remind you he's not, you know, he's not suddenly turning into a liberal. This is his way of, you know, reminding you he still loves Trump. And that's fine. I think uh, I think what Chris Ruddy has done here is is very fair and, and surprising in a very positive way. There, there's more. Um, Biden would be wise to build upon uh, Trump's positive achievements in rebuilding the military and his visionary concept of a space force, his strong advocacy of fair trade deals with China and others, a policy that resonated with many Democratic union workers. Trump's unbelievable success in creating a new Arab-Israeli paradigm uh, as a united front against Iran and his sweeping tax and deregulation policies that have spurred Strong economic growth. And again, I think some of that's uh, questionable, but but I, you know, but overall, very pleased with this. Um, we're almost done. Instead, Biden's Biden unravels Trump's achievements in those areas at his political peril. For the moment, we as Americans can applaud President Biden's success with the vaccine rollout. It is saving countless lives. And that is a good thing. Um, so just to clarify, uh, Christopher Ruddy is the CEO of Newsmax Media Inc. So there you go. So, uh, again, I, I applaud Chris Ruddy for, you know, what we call, you don't hear the phrase as much anymore, probably because there's not very much of it, but his intellectual honesty, giving credit where it's due. 
you know, and he reminds us, of course, he's basically, I mean, of course, he's a conservative, so he's with Trump on policy, and and he uh, mentions uh, several uh, policy things where he does agree with Trump and, and still supports Trump and, and wishes that Biden would continue Trump's policies in those areas, which I think is a perfectly fair. I mean, I don't uh, agree with all of that necessarily, but I think it's perfectly fair and valid of uh, Chris Ruddy to include that. Um, but again, credit where it's due, uh, giving Biden credit on the vaccine rollout. Um, and uh, I, I think that's remarkable. And, and again, some people are probably going to be turned off by that. Um, but my hope is, my hope would be, and as presumptuous as it may be, I would assume that Chris Ruddy's hope is that uh, some people will read that, that editorial, and maybe it will sway them. Some people who perhaps are on the fence, maybe it will sway them to go and get vaccinated or at least consider uh, getting vaccinated. So. Um, so I, I thought that was remarkable and I wanted to share that with everybody. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Shannon McGuire has a question for you there. Uh, Texas Mike, he says, uh, she says rather, I know Mikey went to Smith road school. Did he know Mrs. Griffiths? Well, that's hard to say that, that combination of consonants, by the way, that THS is very hard for me to say Griffiths. Yes, I do remember Mrs. Griffiths. Um, I'm trying to, trying to go back in my memory and remember who I had. I remember who I had in fifth grade because I, because I, I have a yearbook for that, but fourth grade, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember. I might have some photos at home, so I'll double check. Hmm. What grade were you in when you, uh, when you were allowed to, uh, first wield a branding iron, Texas Mike? Probably ninth grade. About about ninth grade. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Wayne in the chat says, yes, uh, Chris Reddy is the CEO and majority owner of Newsmax Media. Uh, what? Oh, we have big wrestling news. Did you know this, Texas Mike? Did you see what EZG just posted? Punk and Bryant to AEW. Yeah, I, I know. Um, I know Bryant. His, the plant is to him for, for Bryant to... Debut at the event they're holding at Offer S Stadium. Yes, and we knew we knew that Daniel Bryan had signed or had probably signed, but CM Punk is that official? Is that true? I think it's. Just, I thought that was still speculation, yeah. but EZG is posting like it's true. I I think it's still speculation, and I do know that um, Jim. The news by moving over, um, they removed him from the WWE 22 video game. Um, oh, there, uh, ringsidenews.com CM Punk signs contract with AEW. There, that's a pretty, um, Oh, but then you get into the article. Oh, wait, no, yeah. A source has confirmed that Punk signed on this morning. Wow. That, I'm I'm uh, excited and intrigued. Do you like AEW? Do you ever watch it? Yeah. I, I like it a lot, and... I like it a lot better than uh, WWE at this point. WWE is very stale to yeah. me. Very stale. Yes. And 
We have a thunderstorm warning. We have a thunderstorm warning. Yep. Yeah, I just just got to my phone. So severe thunderstorm thunderstorm warning for Manchester. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, a few different. Uh, they're not all. Some are still reporting it as potential when I Google it, but some are reporting it as a done deal. Oh, very interesting. You know, I tried to. Now, I don't know if you know this, uh, Texas Mike, uh, but uh, when w- the other day when EZG was here and we were talking about uh, Daniel Bryan uh, signing with AEW, I tried to get Eric to do the uh, yes chant with me because I thought if I do the yes chant by myself, I'm going to look like an idiot. But if we do it together, then we look like a couple of cool dudes. Yes. But it was very hard to, uh, I mean, he, you know, I I have to tell you, he lacked, uh, he lacked enthusiasm. He lacked vigor. He, he lacked, uh, you know, it it was, he was like, he wouldn't commit. Like he, like, like I'm doing the whole thing. I'm doing the the hand motions and and chanting. Yes. And he's just sitting there like, yes, yes. And I'm like, no, Eric, you got to do the hands. And, uh, oh, I'll tell you, it was, uh, not a great it borders on being a new scandal yeah. because he said, yes, I'll do the yes chant with you. And then he just, uh, you know, didn't really do it. Didn't really do it. Now I'm not, I'm not leading up to anything. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Texas Mike, because, uh, you, yourself, I mean, it might be beneath you to do the yes chant. You are of course a WWE hall of famer, uh, Texas Mike, a former AWA tag team champion with blackjack Mulligan in the late 1970s. I don't expect you to do the yes chant. Unless you want to. You want to do the S chat? I'm all set. Okay. See, I knew it. I knew it. He's just too good to do the S chat. I just knew it. I know what it is. You don't want to do the S chat in front of your meme. I understand. She's probably not a wrestling fan. Is she? Um, not really. No, probably not. <laughs> all right. Uh, Dirk Don is in the uh, chat room. Dirk, of course, from Arrogant Media. Uh, Dirk says, I'm sure we're going to get more anti-maskers, but this time it will be people who are vaccinated and ready to move on. Um, Yes, EZG says, uh, ringside news confirming uh, CM Punk. Egg on my face. Um... Yeah, Mike Pelopita says, big storm coming. Scott Robinson is in the chat and says, uh, the WWE needs to bring back the Hulkster. What do you think uh, there, uh, Texas Mike? He's only uh, 70 years old, I think. I mean, he can still go, right? He's had so many back surgeries. And, he has. And how? And his, his watch master was probably back in when he was in, like, TNA. Ah, Yes. Oh, Dirk Don says he'll do the, uh, the, 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 the chant with me. Well, well, thank you, Dirk. Maybe later in the show, we'll do the yes chant since, uh, Texas Mike over here. I, I guess he's, uh, he's just not, m- maybe are, do you have something against Daniel Bryan? Is that the problem? No, no I, 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 is, is, is it his big beard? Do you find it off putting? Oh no. He shaved it down actually for a long time. He had a big beard. He looked like yeah. a billy goat. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Daniel Bryan is, in my mind, one of the best wrestlers in the world, to be honest. By the way, have you ever seen a few years ago at Survivor Series, Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar? Have you seen that match? 
I think I did, yeah. Oh, I loved that match. It was, uh, people were surprised at the time because Daniel Bryan had just uh, become a bad guy. And everybody was like, but Brock's a bad guy and Daniel Bryan's a bad guy. Uh, you're going to have two bad guys? But I thought, no, this is intriguing because I think it takes an evil Daniel Bryan to beat Brock Lesnar. So I, and I watched the match. I thought it was great. Uh, Mike Pelopita says we could have hail. My goodness. Uh, Mark Asik says, ask Texas Mike if he's been to Seguin. Seguin? Mm, I, I have... I have not. I, I, I know there's a, no, there's, there's a college there that I follow from one, one of the, one of the schools in the USCA plays in a conference that has a school in Seguin. Oh, um, Joe Friday says, uh, oh, kind of putting you on the spot here. Joe Friday says, Mike, any chance of getting a twenty-five dollar gift card to, is it Fra- How do you say it? Frank Coors. Frank Coors. Uh, for the Chad fundraiser. Yes, uh, yes, I'll get on that and I'll, 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 I'll start working on that, Joe. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, Charles Richardson of the Charles Richardson Show says, AEW is going to have a surge. Hope they have young wrestlers to build up for when these old hags finally retire. Oh, my goodness. I think uh, Charles Richardson and EZG, it sounds like they have something in common. They don't like the older guys. Well, CM Punk is only 42, and I think Daniel Bryan just turned 40. So by today's standards, they're they're not old. They're kind of... I mean, it's funny, like, when I was a kid, when I first started watching wrestling, when I was a kid in the 80s, like, by the time, like, I remember when Ric Flair was in WWE and he was 40, and at that time, that was considered old. But now you got all these guys in their 40s, and they're not, they're not considered old. So. As, as the years go on, that, that standard, that standard of being of a, Old old guy keeps going higher because so many people are staying so staying so long and having great careers. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, plus you know over the uh, over the decades, life expectancy has increased. You know, it's like uh, it's like when people talk about President Biden, they say, "Oh, he's too old. He's seventy eight years old." And uh, but uh, I read in GQ seventy eight. It's like the new uh, seventy six. You know. Um, but I do think, uh, AEW, by the way, already having a surge, you know, they're doing very well in the ratings. Yes. And, and I'm planning on going to the Boston event in the next couple of months on the back in Boston. When AEW is or WWE, I think the plan is for me to go to both. Oh, they're both going to be in Boston. Oh, uh, not not on the not on the same night. Not on the same night. No, but... no, no. Watch coming back September thirteenth. Oh, and then um, Dynamite will be at the Aganis Arena um, sometime in October, and it'll, and it'll be interesting to see AEW in person and seeing seeing how long seeing how long it is. I think we just had a power surge. Yeah. I don't know if that went out over the air, if anyone heard that, or I assume we're still on the air. What was that? Did you hear that? 
Yeah. That must be the storm. Yeah. Hmm. It looks like everything is still on. I'm just going to see here, make sure we're still on FM. We have a very, very high-tech way of doing that. I turn on this radio. Yep, we're still on. <laughs> yep. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Charles. Just wanted to make sure you guys are all okay and everything like that. So far, so good. Uh, but there might be hail. <laughs> there could be hail. No, well, everything's coming through on Facebook. I, I don't know about uh, 95.3. Not up there to, real, to see what's going on up there. Yes. But wanted, to, wanted to comment on, uh, so when I said old hags, so Daniel Bryan actually went ahead, according to what I hear, and I'm not sure if EZG heard I heard parts of his report. Yes. That uh, he wants to work less days. And that, for me, as soon as you go ahead and start becoming a part-timer, you're, I think, classified in that old category because only old-timers, you know, the people that are in their 50s and 60s, are going to go ahead and work. I'll come back for work for a month or two, cash a paycheck, and go home. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Even Goldberg coming in part-time, taking a championship away from an opportunity away from somebody else, and then going home just because he can cash a paycheck. And that's what they're doing with him now again, which is, yeah. I, I don't understand it. I, but I, that's I, what I say. So Daniel Bryan wants to come in. And of course, you know CM Punk wants a ton of money, and he doesn't want to work very much. So it's like, yeah. these are not people that you want to build around because they're only going to be part-timers. I think, though, in the case of, of Daniel Bryan, um, from what I read, because uh, it's th- I, th- I think the dynamic is, is very similar from everything I've read to when, remember when, you know, WCW, you know, back uh, at the beginning of the Monday Night Wars when they were grabbing people from WWE when their contracts would, would come up, or at that time it was still WWF. What was attractive about WCW was they weren't doing house shows. It was a much lighter schedule for better money. And from what I understand, I think this is a similar business model that AEW is using. They're not running nearly as many shows. So it's a lighter schedule regardless. Yeah, I know. I know with with WWE, you got Raw and SmackDown that are televised. Mm -hmm. But then you also have their house shows that they can run on Tuesdays and Thursdays and yeah. Whatever else they have, you know, but, they just do their uh, WWE but, live Trump, events, which I don't know, and I don't know the, the deep end of the business, if they're contractually obligated to show up at these house shows. Maybe some of them are, or maybe they are obligated. I'm not sure. Uh, but I do know it's like they're in the same cities as Raw and SmackDown when they usually come by. Like, 
for instance, when Raw comes to Tampa, they're doing a house show in Fort Myers, which is an hour and a half down here, which is where I am. Mm-hmm. And then they're going right back to Orlando. They're staying in like a area. Yeah. Um, but I, I, when you go ahead and hear some of these wrestlers say that we want to do part-time, they're basically like saying, I'll work the major pay-per-views. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, okay, AEW, go ahead and take CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, whatever they're going to be renamed. I'm sure CM Punk has been uh, copywritten from WWE, so he's going to probably go into like Phil Brooks, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I think, but, he, I think he owns it, Charles. I, I think he's one of the guys who, who uh, I, I think he trademarked his name before he uh before he went to WWE because remember he was also oh. in UFC he he actually was able to fight as CM Punk in UFC That's right. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so CM Punk would have that. I don't know about Daniel Bryan. I don't know if that's been trademarked, but I know it's his his name is fairly similar, Bryan Danielson. He'll go back so. to that. That's my prediction. Yes. Da- da- Daniel Bryan will just revert back to being uh Bryan Danielson like he was before uh, WWE, and and everybody will know it's him. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But yeah. the the thing is, AEW can go ahead and take this, and uh, you know, more more power to their viewers and their listeners, and or, or their their watchers and stuff like that. But WWE has their, their minor leagues and NXT, which now they're saying NXT is not even a minor league, but they 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 got their facility at the train, and they can go ahead and take people from the bottom mm-hmm. and put them up there. The thing that makes AEW attractive is a lot of people I've heard, they can have more control over their characters is yeah. what Daniel Bryan wanted. Oh yeah. They can have uh, more, more control over their schedules. But if you take a look at the product, the product, I seen more botches for their <laughs> spots than WWE. Yes. It's more scripted than WWE, which I get, it gets kind of boring, but you know what? The, it's more perfected, and I think that's what AEW is going to have to contend with. You can get all the talent you want, but if you start getting cr- crummy, a crummy product, then it's not going to work out for the long run. So I just, you know, wish them the best. But yeah, again, these these people that are signing, oh, they they've had their prime. I think I think Daniel Bryan's had his prime. They've been injured or, or whatever have you. CM Punk has been too far gone. To the point where I don't know if he'll make an immediate impact or something like that. You know, they just re- did a two-year extension with Jake the Snake Roberts. How old is he? Like ninety? <laughs> I mean, still, still got a black mustache. That's great. Yeah. Just for men's working for him. But, but he's a, like he's a great on-air character. You know, as long yeah, as they use him right. That's true. He's not wrestling, of course. He's no. like, just like a manager. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he, I, I thought I'd bring that up uh, up there. I know you're coming to the, the top of the hour. Yes, yes. Well, Charles, uh, thank you so much for the call. And please, uh, I know you're on tonight. Please give your show a plug. Yep. Uh, tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, ipmnation.com, rawtalkonlineradio.com. Uh, like the show on Facebook. We'll be on Facebook Live tonight, just like Matt's show is on Facebook. Um, yeah, join us for some conversation. We'll, uh, we'll talk uh, everything. Hopefully Karen comes in, but if not, We'll definitely talk some WWE and uh, some uh, some side notes about the crazy son of a you know biscuit. Right, right. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, Charles, thank you so much for the call. Yep, take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, Charles Richardson from the Charles Richardson Show. Um, it is about that time to take a break, but I do want to catch up on these um, Facebook Live uh, comments uh, before we do that. Um, let's see. 
<clears throat> Charles, uh, by the way, also said in the Facebook live chat mentioning uh, Cena and Goldberg have made their returns. I'm I'm actually intrigued as much as I think. See, I I my perspective on it is is kind of the opposite of Charles. Like I find WWE to be very stale, but I like um, I like AEW a lot. AEW to me feels uh, very fresh and new. But um, but I am intrigued. Uh, I guess they're going to do uh, Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I'm 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 curious to see that. Um, and uh, Joe Friday says uh, Mike Pellet. Mike oh oh he's talking to Mike Pelopita. I think okay gotcha. He said Mike Pelletier, but um, we'll let them uh, work that out. Um, oh yeah, I guess Mike Pelopita is going to uh, be donating to that event as well. Uh, Dirk Don says, and then there's the uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling for those who need more blood. Are you familiar with that, uh, Texas Mike? I know of, I know of um, Game Changer Wrestling, which is out Atlantic City with um, Nick Nick Gage. Um, he's he's um, defending the um, GCW Heavyweight Championship. Tomorrow night against Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, from WWE tomorrow. I know that. So, and and that that's more of the that's more of the um, death match death match style, where where they use like um, white poles and all that stuff. Do you like that stuff? I personally don't. No, I don't. I I. I don't personally. The e- the EAS is going off, so I know we're not. Uh, they're not hearing us on FM right now. Although we're we're still on, uh, it, we're we're still online. I think yeah. just not on FM. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't like that stuff. Well, let's uh, because the EAS is going off because uh, there is a storm coming. We'll go ahead. Now's a perfect time to take a break. We'll play uh, play a couple songs. We'll show some love to our sponsors, and we will be right back with our number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Everybody, we are well into our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester, streaming at WMNHradio.org and on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. Of course, you can also go to my website for all of your live streaming options and social media links and contact info and show archives and hello to our friends at raw talk online as well we talked to charles a little bit earlier today is a friday june 23rd 2021 texas mike is here as well yes. at the news desk and we have a phone call and we have a phone call yes 
Whoops. Sorry, my first day. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Easy G calling back. Easy G calling back. Yeah, I have to agree with that Charles Richmond guy. I think Daniel Bryan's going to be a good signing, but CM Punk hasn't been in the ring for a long time, so but that, that remains to be seen what he's going to do. But Daniel Bryan is definitely a good pickup. But that might be to his advantage, CM Punk, not having been in the ring for a long time because he doesn't have the wear yeah, true, and tear. Yeah, true, but AEW has got to be careful, though, not to sign too many WWE stars because you know what happened at WCW. Yeah, true, true. Well, WCW, though, actually, if you think about it, uh, during the Monday Night War, they signed, they did sign a whole bunch of WWE stars, and, uh, you know, they had the NWO, and it was hugely successful. Yeah, let's well, I'll see what happens. But uh, the uh, uh, oh yeah, too, be careful because we got a severe thunderstorm watch on the horizon here. Yes, it looks like it's. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen any second now. Any second now. But anyway, I don't know if you guys remember uh, back in the day when we didn't have too many channels. It was on Fox, uh, one of their main shows at midnight. Glow Wrestling. I never watched that. Yes, uh, gorgeous ladies. That, of, Mike? Was it gorgeous ladies or glamorous ladies of wrestling? Do you remember that, Mikey? No, but I, I know I know there's a reboot on Netflix, probably. Oh, it's a series uh, starring Mark Maron about Glow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's supposed to be. Very it was good. on a long time ago. Yeah, it was on at midnight. It was taped, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, back in the '80s, before Mikey it was. was, pre- uh, it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty awful wrestling, but it, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was you know a long time ago. We didn't know a lot about uh, about. Uh, Putting on a good product, it was it was pretty crappy wrestling. Right, but you watched it anyway for the ladies. Oh yeah, it was a bunch of people that you never knew, and it, and it never really made it to hill of beans, as they say. Hill of beans. But hey, it was ladies wrestling, you know, and that's what's the main product. <laughs> well, yes. Did, did you you enjoyed it? Did, but did you know, you know, it was no good if they have it on at midnight. It was taped, you know. Well, back like, then, everything was taped. A lot of things are on at midnight that are still good. Uh, Easy G, open your. Uh, True, your but I'm just saying. Every, back in the day, every every all all the wrestling shows were taped. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in Massachusetts one time for like, I was there for like probably a good six seven hours, and we taped the whole mess of shows for uh, the can on Saturday night uh, Saturday morning wrestling. That's we right. We see the same guys three or four times. The for the <laughs> uh, yeah the syndicated shows yeah they would tape several and hours. I was very at fortunate once. to have a, a, a third row seat, and I saw myself a while down the road on the wrestling show. Oh, you actually saw yourself in the crowd? On yeah, the... I was in the third row. So wow! Did All you... right, somebody's calling me? I'll let you guys go. No, okay, bye bye. All right, somebody's calling him. Very good. All right, Easy G leaves us. That opens up a line for you six zero three two five zero six zero zero seven. 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. I can wave, but there is a slight delay, so they won't see it. Uh, but uh, they have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. They have all kinds of uh, great events uh, this summer. Um, and tonight, because it is Friday night, tonight from 7 to 9 p.m., the great Grant Lampton will be performing there live as he's doing a residency there every Friday night. So you can check that out. Uh, Texas Mike brought his uh, meme over there earlier. Yep. 
and uh, had a wonderful time. And uh, also, too, uh, tonight, I just want to remind you, immediately after this show is a replay of Granite State of Mind at 6 p.m., hosted by the great Rob Azevedo. And then tonight at 7.30, live here at WMNH, is Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly C. And I have the honor and privilege of being Paul's co-host on that show, along with our friend Dan Randlett. And uh, we really look forward to that. Friday is a, a full day for me here, and uh, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. So. And what is tonight's topic on Retro Spectrum Radio? Tonight, if I remember correctly, the way Paul explained it, he called it the bottom of the barrel. We're going to go through, I, I don't remember how many years, but we're going to play the number the 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 song that charted at number 100 on the billboard top 100 for each year so not the number one song in each year the 100 the number 100 song i think he in said each year. i think he said 70s and 80s yeah i don't remember i think he actually uh in a facebook post i think he said what the actual time frame was and I, for the life of me, I cannot remember exactly what it was, but but I do know that I'm very much looking forward to uh, this evening's show, as I do every week, and I know many of you do as well. In fact, I see a lot of the people in the Facebook live chat for this show I see uh, later on in the uh, chat for uh, Retro Spectrum Radio. Let's see. Uh, also, uh, hello to Mary LeMay, who joins us in the Facebook live chat, as well as uh, Tom Blanchard, who says he sure knows a lot about wrestling. That's right. Uh, Shannon says, Matt, have you seen the Mickey Rourke movie, The Wrestler? So, so good, but so, so sad. I have seen that, uh, Shannon. And yes, that is a uh, that is a very sad film. Have you seen that, uh, Mikey? The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard of it. Never seen. It. I should see it. Yeah, I, I think you'd like it, but um, but yes, it is. Uh, it is sad. I just realized I didn't plug in the uh, power cord for my uh, my computer. I need to do that. Uh, the one that I bring with me to supplement what we have here. Uh, I I never forget to uh, to plug it in. What do you have? Uh, what, what what do you got going on this weekend, uh, uh, Mikey? You can uh, talk for a moment while I uh, pull out my cord. Um, after here, um, gonna escort my meme back to her car, and then I'm gonna go off to dinner, probably at Ditches, and then see. Jimmy Dunn perform at the Lex tonight. Um, tomorrow, got a day off. Um, been probably going to see Fisher Cats play tomorrow night. And then Sunday, back to work before seeing Jaws at Chunky's on Sunday night. Oh, very nice. When you go to see the Fisher Cats play, you'll probably see Peter White there. Yes. Um, and uh, so, who is uh, so tonight you're going to see Jimmy Dunn? Yeah. Who is Jimmy Dunn? I'm not familiar with him. He's a. Comedian, Boston-based, very, very funny. He was on a CBS sitcom called The McCoffees a couple years back. Oh, all right. I am not familiar with him, but uh, and he's going to be at the Rex. Yep. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, we'll get a new, a uh, couple more news items here on the program today. Uh, but if you want to get in with a call, we are going, uh, you know, we don't have another live show immediately after us this week. So, you know, we'll be uh, going right up uh, to 6 p.m. But um, uh, 603-250-6007 is a number. Reason.com is reporting, uh, you know, this recall is uh, going on in California, this recall election to potentially 
recall or uh, replace Governor Gavin Newsom. And uh, there are 42 choices on the ballot to replace him. Now, when this happened back, God, what year was it? Was it 08? No, it was even before that, right? I don't know. When this happened the last time, back in the uh, mid-2000s, whenever it was, uh, when uh, Gray Davis was being recalled, I remember they had so many people because these recall elections in California, they're kind of like a free-for-all, and uh, all these people can get on the ballot, and I remember they had so many people on the ballot, and that's how Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up becoming governor of California. He won the recall election. But they had so many people on the ballot, They on Comedy Central, they had a, uh, it was just for one night, it was a one-time special. They had a game show on Comedy Central called Who Wants to Be the Governor of California? Uh, adult film star Mary Carey uh, won that. But it was, of course, non-binding. She did not become the actual governor. But uh, so, yeah, this time around, too, with this recall of Gavin Newsom, there are many, many choices. But uh, Reason is reporting Californians get 42 choices to potentially replace Governor Gavin Newsom. The list of candidates has been released, but radio host Larry Elder is suing over his exclusion. And then there is an update here that a judge ruled in Elder's favor. Now, if you're not familiar with Larry Elder, he is a conservative, nationally syndicated uh, radio host. And I'm not sure exactly why he was excluded and why he is now on the ballot. We'll look at that in a moment. I'm very curious, but we do have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? This is Dana from um, Ibogaine and Joints for Jabs. Oh, Dana Beal. How are you doing? We're doing a uh, action at Schumer's house uh, Sunday at, from noon to four thirty. Where you know the COVID upsurge has inspired us to once again uh, give away free pot um, to anybody who's been vaccinated. So what are you doing? And we're doing it where it'll do the most good because Charles Schumer just announced that he's going to legalize pot, and we're for that. Well, he's trying. He's trying. Um, we, we talked to his office on Wednesday about Ibogaine and didn't talk so much about pot. Yeah, I mean, we the, had, um, I, I, Jeff I haven't Camlet, heard him. Who, uh, <laughs> whose father, Morton Camlet, got the young Charles Schumer his first job as Brooklyn Ombudsman. And Camlet mm. blew them away. He's the worst, world's foremost safety expert on Ibogaine. Told him it could be done safely. He'd done twenty or two thousand treatments, including a senator and two members of Congress. Well, this is the drug that was used on Hunter Biden. Well, tell uh, tell our listeners, Dana, who haven't heard our previous conversations, because you know un- until uh, until I was introduced to you via this show, I didn't know what ibogaine was. I'm sure uh, many of our listeners have no I idea. No, it's what, very strange. What, a lot of people in yeah. this country. Uh, simply don't know this exists and that we think if, if you know, a tipping point would be reached if enough people just knew that there's something that's hands down better than any conventional therapy for drug addiction. Yeah, uh, drug addiction, of course, is in the news quite a bit, but Ibogaine is, uh, like I said, most people don't know what it is. So what is it? It's something that you use to... Uh... It's an African rainforest... Um, Plant substance comes from the root uh, bark of a little shrub called Tabernanthi iboga. 
It has a number of alkaloids in it, but the main one was discovered back in the early 60s to make your withdrawal go away and not come back. I mean, that's basically the, the reason why it's in use. Heroin withdrawal is a tremendous problem when you have it. Mm-hmm. People want to get rid of it. Yeah. The problem is if you take another opiate, it comes back. Right. Like you're just staving off like withdrawal by continuing to take opiates. You're getting nowhere. People go on methadone. It abolishes withdrawal. Okay. In a single 32 to 36-hour trip. Wow. And did you say, did I hear you say that uh, Hunter Biden, because I hadn't heard this, Hunter Biden used Ibogaine? To- yeah, Hunter Biden, it's in his uh, beautiful things. He says it was moderately successful, but that he didn't want to do it again because, like most people, like Lamar Odom took it, right, oh. from the Kardashians. Yeah. He took it for cocaine alcohol, too. He almost died uh, from cocaine. Yeah. So, you see, there's nothing for certain indications. There's nothing really for cocaine alcohol. And it's that's a killer. Well, why is it... There's is nothing it... for meth, for crystal meth. Huge problem in rural America and in the in the gay community in the urban area, uh, America. So, as I began, is it... Is <laughs> it we uh... have, this, we have this paradigm, like, everything is going to be all right if we... Well, they have a kind of a thing. If everybody gets on this stuff called Suboxone, which is the only thing available for opiates, Mm -hmm. then supposedly we'll be able to, like, somehow get through a 95,000 fentanyl deaths a year. But the fentanyl deaths aren't going to go away. As long as these people are still on opiates, they're potential consumers for opiates. Right. The only thing you do is get them out of the pool of consumers, and we can do that. Uh, I began uh, in the study by Crossroads, which is the place where Hunter Biden went, Crossroads Clinic. Okay. Forty-one uh, percent of people walked away from opiates for the rest of their life after one or a handful of treatments. Okay. Of Ibogaine specifically? Treatments with, with that specifically? Yeah, with Ibogaine. Hmm. Okay. So basically, you got the Suboxone, about only 8% are able to use Suboxone taper to get off uh, drugs. Other mm. mm. uh, 92% will be on Suboxone forever. So I, I, fa- I think I found the event. Is this, uh, is this it, Dana, this uh, free joints for vaccinated New Yorkers outside Schumer's home that Patch is reporting? Yep, that's the one. That's the one. All right. Very good. Well, I will. Uh, we gotta. We gotta move on because uh, we, we got a lot going on on the show today. But I, well, we want to. We want to find people in your audience who want to talk to Gene Shaheen because Gene Shaheen has this curious backward idea that if we can just arrest enough people for smoking pot, mm-hmm. it'll do something about the opiate crisis. And the only thing that'll do anything about the opiate crisis is more effective treatment. Yeah, her and uh, her and coercion, Matt- arrest. Yeah, or busting every single fentanyl, fentanyl manufacturer in China, right? Mm. Is not going to be enough. Yeah, her and Maggie Hassan are big, uh, big drug war people. They love the drug war. Um, absolutely. Well, it didn't work very well, did it? Yeah, <laughs> it never ended up with a bunch of black people in jail. Unfortunately. Mm. Our law enforcement is just a little racist. Mm-hmm. So any kind of thing you put in like that, isn't, it isn't going to end up going after the, oh, the 
drug dealer equivalent of Trump's, the manager of Trump's, like, inauguration. Mm-hmm. That guy that was just arrested the day before yesterday. Yeah, Merrick, yeah. That echelon of people are not going to be affected by, you know, they could be doing drugs, they could be dealing drugs. If they're connected, nothing happens to them. Right. Oh, of course. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. They they face no uh they face no consequences. It's the guy with no friends. Mhm. Yep. He'll go to prison. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why our prisons are so full. All right, uh Dana Beal, thank you so much for the call and I will I did I did pull up the details on this event yeah, and t- uh Tell people to call me at 347-343-1791. Repeat that number. 347-343 1791 if you want to do something about this problem in the New Hampshire area. Outstanding. Outstanding. Very good. All right, Dana, thank you so much uh, for the call. Keep fighting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dana Beal. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, I met him through John Hopwood, a uh, legendary uh, cannabis activist. He's been uh, doing it for for many decades. Um, so this is what he was uh, talking about. This is from Patch. Um, free joints for vaccinated New Yorkers outside Schumer's home. Uh, this just went up today. It says uh, Prospect Park isn't the only place to head f- for trees this weekend. Free uh, cannabis will be given out Sunday at noon to all who want it, uh, but only if you have already uh, been vaccinated. And the event is called Joints for Jabs, a program sponsored by ACT UP, Normal Housing Works, and Rise and Resist, and other healthcare and drug policy activists. So um, so there you go. Uh, let's see. Well, we, uh, we are taking your calls, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Uh, you can text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or uh, send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. So getting back to this. So this is what we were uh, talking about. This is from Reason.com. So California voters have 42 candidates to consider as potential replacements for Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom on September 14, the date of California's recall election. An initial list of candidates was released on Saturday and revised on Sunday to add a candidate and will be formalized by the Secretary of State's office. There's drama brewing over who will and will not be included. Conservative libertarian talk show host Larry Elder announced on July 12 that he was going to run as a candidate in the recall and filed papers. But he was not included in the list released this week. Uh, I'm sorry. Um this past weekend because the state requires candidates for governor to submit five years of tax records to the secretary of state and elder reportedly did not elder says he supplied all needed paperwork and that the explanation for his disqualification was vague on monday he filed a lawsuit challenging the decision to leave him off of the ballot he also criticized the requirement that he submit his tax records arguing that the law which was passed in 2019, requires this tax information for his name to appear on a primary ballot, not on a recall ballot. Oh, interesting. This afternoon, a judge agreed with Elder 
and ordered him placed on the ballot. And according to Politico, also agreed with his argument that recall candidates for governor are not actually required to submit their tax returns at all. Elder is not the only legal challenger, and the details of some of the others covered by the AP highlight uh, the uh, nature of California's recall rules. Former San Diego mayor and Republican Kevin Falconer uh, made the list, but he's nevertheless challenging the Secretary of State's refusal to let him list himself as a former or retired mayor as his occupation. A third candidate, uh, Kevin Pafrath is suing to get his nickname and YouTube channel title, Meet Kevin, printed on the ballot. <laughs> I admire that, actually. That's that's good marketing. <laughs> uh, Newsom himself has uh, gotten caught up in a tirelessly messy management of the recall. Uh, Newsom neglected to list his party designation on his paperwork so that he'll be labeled as a Democrat on the ballot. Hilariously, he was permitted to do so by a law that Newsom himself signed, but he missed the deadline. <laughs> Newsom sued to try to get his party listed, but a judge ruled against him. It's doubtful that many recall voters will be confused by the lack of party identification, but its absence, its absence rather, is a bit amusing, given that his defense against the recall is to paint it as a partisan Republican effort to unseat him. Speaking of the argument for removing Newsom, here's how the AP Press is describing it. Quote, the push to oust the first-term Democratic governor is largely rooted in frustration with school and business closures during the coronavirus pandemic that upended daily life for millions of Californians, unquote. While that's certainly an accurate assessment of how the recall proponents were able to get enough signatures, there's a lot more going on in the state and a lot more dissatisfaction than just the overly oppressive COVID-19 regulations and Newsom's role in the state's temporary shutdown. Um, and again, that's the point of view of, of Reason.com, by the way. I, I uh, generally agree with uh, the restrictions that various states have had to place on, uh, you know, in regarding the pandemic. Um, and then it goes, you know, the article goes on. But I thought it was particularly interesting about uh, conservative talk show host Larry Elder having to sue to get on the ballot. And um, I guess it's it's only 42, uh, 42 people this time. I, I don't remember how many people are on the ballot the, the ballot the last time they did a recall election in California. But like I said, there were so many that uh, Comedy Central uh, decided to mock it with a, uh, a game show. Uh, well, we've got a little bit of time left. If you still want to get in with a call, you can. 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey. This is significant because she's a Republican in a obviously a very red state, Alabama. And last I knew, I don't know if this is still the case now, but the last I had looked and Michael Albert sent us that list the other day of states and what their individual vaccination rates were. But last I knew, Alabama was at the bottom of the list as far as people vaccinated. And Kay Ivey, who's a Republican, is beginning to get frustrated. And the only reason that's notable is, you know, we are beginning to see uh, it's it's happening uh, very gradually. I, I wish uh, so many of them would be more forthright about it. 
But we are starting to see some of these Republicans, I think they're getting a little bit worried. They're getting a little nervous about how this is going to affect their long-term political prospects as uh, the pandemic is raging amongst the unvaccinated and thus really affecting these red states. I mean, who's going to vote for you if everybody's dead, right? So uh says here, Alabama governor, this is from the Hill.com, Kay Ivey, on the rising COVID-19 cases, she said, time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks. So she's um, she's being pretty blunt about it. Um, it says here, Kay Ivey declared that it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated for the surge in coronavirus infections in her state. The governor visibly exasperated while discussing the need to get a COVID-19 vaccination shot was asked by local reporters yesterday, what more can be done to boost vaccination rates? Ivy said, quote, I don't know. You tell me folks supposed to have common sense, but it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us down, unquote. Um... Oh, does she say more? Oh, actually, we have some audio here. Here, I want to hear. I want to hear her saying that with that Alabama Southern accent. <laughs> here we go. I think I've got it. What is it going to take to get people to get shots in arms? I don't know. You tell me. Folks supposed to have common sense. But it's time for to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us down. But as a leader of the state, don't you think it's your responsibility to try and help get this situation under control? I've done all I know how to do. Yeah, she's uh, clearly pretty frustrated. Boy, she does sound like she's from Alabama, that's for sure. Ivy's comments come as her state grapples with one of the lowest vaccination rates in the country. Only 48.7% of the population age 12 and up has received one dose of a vaccine, while 39.6% have been fully inoculated, according to the CDC. There were 6,118 vaccine doses administered in Alabama on Wednesday, according to state data, a considerable drop from the more than 45,000 administered at the peak in April. Ivy was vaccinated back in December. The state has seen a 70% increase in daily coronavirus infections over the past week and its highest hospitalization rate, according to the Washington Post. Ivy said it should be crystal clear that the new cases and hospitalizations are being reported among unvaccinated. Uh, Ivy also said, this was not in the audio that I played, quote, these folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle and self-inflicted pain. You know, we've got to get folks to take the shot. The vaccine is the greatest weapon we have to fight COVID. There's not a question about that. The data proves it, unquote. When asked if she felt it was her responsibility to improve the situation, Ivy said she's done, quote, all I know how to do. I've done all I know how to do. I can encourage you to do something, but I can't make you take care of yourself, unquote. So she's being pretty uh, blunt about it. By the way, I don't know if she's running for re-election. I thought I had read somewhere that uh, she was retiring after this current uh, term. Um, let's see. Well, we... 
that's about it on that. We have time for, uh, I know there's, there's always, when we get to Friday, there's always multiple things that I wanted to get to. Well, let's, um, let's make sure we get some good news in here. Uh, CNBC reporting that, uh, us jobless claims, uh, show a surprise gain well above expectations. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is bad news. Where's the good news I was looking for? <laughs> I had an article with good economic news. This is bad. Jobless claims being up. Oh, there was something. Oh, now I lost it. What was the good thing? Uh, let's do this. Um, vaccine policies. This I wanted to get to the other day. This is about, this is just interesting to me because this is about the individual news networks and their policies are. Now, we know at CNN and MSNBC, you can pretty much guess, you know, because everyone there has been very pro-vaccine, and that is the message that they're putting across. By the way, uh, Tucker Carlson the other night was very critical, apparently, of CNN and MSNBC saying, why do they have a right to tell you that you need to get vaccinated? They're taking a political position on this, and that is not appropriate. Now, while I do agree that CNN and MSNBC uh, definitely are tilting leftward these days, and in the case of MSNBC, I have for quite some time, um, you know, as somebody else pointed out very astutely, uh, telling you that vaccines save lives that is, uh, that's a fact. That's not open to ideological interpretation. That's just a fact. That's no different than telling you seatbelts save lives. That's not telling anyone you have to wear a seatbelt if you don't want to, although I think New Hampshire is the only state in the entire country at this point that uh, does not have a seatbelt law. But, um, you know, you can back that up with statistics and data that seatbelts do save lives, right? But um, but obviously, unlike CNN and MSNBC at Fox, you know, you've got a complicated narrative in a sense because, you know, everybody is kind of pivoting and Sean Hannity kind of did a half pivot. But you still have Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram being openly anti-vax. But what are the actual policies at the news networks? So. Mediaite has an analysis of that. Here are the policies at Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. It says here, the three major cable news networks have each implemented their own vaccination policies as staffers return to work following a year in which the pandemic kept everyone from interns to anchors out of their state-of-the-art studios. Network staffers began moving back to work months ago, and CNN and Fox News expect all staff to return to the office by September, though many top hosts will opt to record their shows from the comfort of home studios. As the COVID-19 pandemic and the government response to it has evolved at breakneck speed, networks have had to adapt their policies as well. Whether or not Fox News requires vaccines to return for work to work has been an open question as Fox hosts have railed against corporate vaccine mandates on air. As it turns out, Fox News has its own vaccine mandate. On Monday, reporter Ryan Grimm revealed an internal memo he obtained from Fox Corporation outlining the policy for all employees, including those at Fox News. 
The Fox Corporation policy, which media I confirmed, is as follows. Fully vaccinated individuals who have entered their vaccination information into Workday, which I assume is some software they use, are not required to wear a mask or socially distance while at work. Uh, apparently, those who are fully vaccinated get Fox's own kind of vaccine passport, dubbed Fox Clear Pass, which allows them to come back to work unhindered. And I'm assuming, by the way, that that is something that, you know, because in a place like that, everyone has a badge, you know, like that, you know, says they're allowed to be there. Uh, they work there. Uh, so maybe this pass is something that they'll have to wear on them, I would, I would assume. Uh, the unvaccinated are permitted to return to work at Fox, but they have to play by different rules. Quote, unvaccinated employees must continue to comply with all of Fox's COVID-19 prevention guidelines, including social distancing and mask wearing at work unless an exception applies. For example, they are alone in an office. Uh, Fox Corporation's vaccine policy is noteworthy considering that Fox News has frequently aired commentary that has been skeptical of the vaccine's effectiveness and called its safety into question. Anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist Alex Berenson has appeared on Fox's highest-rated show multiple times where he has spread misinformation about the vaccines. Tucker Carlson, the host of that show, has said that business requiring employees to be vaccinated and having different rules for the unvaccinated is medical Jim Crow. Which, when he said that, he was excoriated for that by many people online, rightfully so. Um, however, this week, several Fox News hosts and contributors have urged viewers to get the vaccines and praise their effectiveness. For example, by the way, just as a sidebar, uh, on uh, Fox and Friends, the morning show, uh, the, the three of them, uh, they've they've been pretty, pretty good on this. Uh, Steve Ducey of the three, I think, has been the most forthright. Um, so that's good. Uh, better than I would expect from uh, those uh, those three. Uh, let's see. So how about CNN? Network president Jeff Zucker told staff in a recent memo that full vaccination is required to return to work. He wrote in the memo, quote, COVID-19 vaccines will be required to return to the office in the U.S. You will need to be fully vaccinated upon return to work, which means two weeks past your final shot, unquote. Staffers are required to confirm their vaccination status in an online system called PassCard. CNN's vaccine policy even extends to guests appearing on the network. Oh, so even guests. Uh, masks and social distancing are no longer required, given the full vaccination of the staff. There is one exception to full vaccination, however. Zucker noted that, quote, other divisions of Warner Media will not be instituting the fully vaccinated requirement. Therefore, you may find yourself in contact with other non-CNN employees who may not be vaccinated in shared spaces, such as cafeterias or common areas, unquote. MSNBC, meanwhile, has a similar policy. NBC Universal currently has a voluntary return-to-work setup. To return to the office, employees must be fully vaxxed. Uh, it remains to be seen whether these networks tweak their policies, uh, etc. But um, but there you go. So that's what they're doing at the uh, networks. And as one would expect, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's fairly uh, predictable, right? 
Um, Fox is the one that, uh, well, you know, do what you want, but but you are going to have to wear a mask and socially distance, whereas uh, CNN and MSNBC seem to be taking a harder line. Um, we don't have much time left, but just very quickly, Reuters uh, is reporting uh, U.S. senators target techs, big tech's legal immunity to stop vaccine misinformation. Um, this is a story, this is a subject, an issue that I have conflicting impulses about. Uh, it's too complicated to get into now. We'll have to hold it over for next week, but... Uh, if you're a regular listener, you know, you can guess where my conflicting impulses are. On one hand, it drives me insane uh, the way that big tech, you know, these social media companies, the way that misinformation about vaccines is spread, the way these conspiracy theories are spread via social media. That is a huge part of the problem. On the other hand, um, whenever the government tries to put their hands on on big tech and uh, anything to do with the internet, I get very, very nervous. So while I loathe all the misinformation and all the conspiracy theorists nonsense that is spread, that is doing so much damage when we need people to get vaccinated, I also am legitimately terrified at the idea of Section 230 being repealed, which would mean that these social media companies can actually be held liable for what people post on their social media platforms. And so then they would have to police it. And I think it would be the end of social media as we know it if you repeal Section 230 and you allow these social media companies to be held liable. And I think to go down that road is a terrible mistake, but that is what the big push is. And... Um, you know, by the way, people on, you know, I, I remember back during the election, because this is not a new issue, um, both uh, Trump and Biden at the time favored repealing Section 230. And, and you know, for different reasons, obviously, but they both failed. Uh, they both uh, supported, rather, repealing Section 230 for different reasons. And uh, and I said, well, you know, they're both wrong. <laughs> And, uh, and and I think it's a terrible idea. I do not believe you should be holding big tech. Obviously, you want to encourage big tech to be policing these things themselves. And Facebook has every right in the world, no matter what anyone wants to tell you. They're not violating anyone's First Amendment rights when they deplatform people, including our former president, when they uh, don't allow certain content, certain kind of posts, uh, misinformation on their sites. They have every right to police that. They are a private company. They are not a publicly held utility, as some people think they should be, which I don't agree with. They are a private company, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, Whoever, they have every right in the world to police their content however they see fit. But for the government to put them in a position where they're liable for what their users post, I think is a terrible idea. And as much as I loathe all the the, the misinformation and the, the spreading of all these lies, whether it's lies about vaccines, whether it's lies about the election, whatever, um, I am very, very nervous about uh, seeing the government uh, getting involved in that. Even Biden's comments the other day about, you know, and then he clarified what he meant, but still about Facebook and killing people. I'm, he's right in a way, right? On, on some level, I, I think there's truth in what he's saying, but to hear him saying it or anyone in government saying it makes me 
nervous. Uh, Mike Palapita from Queen City Cabinetry, Cabinetry says in the chat room, have a great weekend, everyone. See some of you tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio. I will be back live tonight at 7.30 for Retro Spectrum Radio with Polly C. So make sure you uh, come back for that as we begin to wrap up this program. Texas Mike, so nice to see you. So nice to see you, too. And uh, you'll be at the uh, Fisher Cats game tomorrow night? Yes, I will be. So uh, everyone go uh, to the Fisher Cats game. You'll uh, you'll see uh, Texas Mike there. Yep. And uh, I hear uh, Peter White is going to be there as well. Yeah. And uh, who knows what other luminaries uh, might be in attendance. Yep. And I'll be back on the way you on Wednesday morning on the morning show for my birthday. Oh, very good. Very good. And thank you for uh, bringing in your meme. Uh, you wonder- wonderful to meet you. And uh, all the way from uh, from Texas. So very, very cool. Um, and if you missed any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org. And uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, a little bit of this. I, I really like this new Iron Maiden song. So I'm going to uh, give this another spin as we close out. Uh, another great week of Matt Connors and Unleashed. Thank you all so much. And uh, I will talk at y'all uh, a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.